Welcome to 2023 and another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. My name is Cindy McMillan. It's my great pleasure to introduce you to Jessica Louise. Jessica is a guide, mentor, and healer to heart-centered, soul-led women who are ready to truly connect to and embody their most authentic self, to feel fully free in the way they show up in their lives. Her clients are often gentle, sensitive, spiritual women who desire to be of service to the world. Jess supports her clients in remembering their worthiness and seeing their unique gifts they bring to this world. As they work with Jess, they feel more confident to take aligned actions from a deeply empowered place. So each week I interview coaches, spiritual explorers, and thought leaders from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. And I'm starting off the new year with conversations on topics that I have been thinking about lately. In this episode of the podcast, Jess and I are chatting about beingness versus doing, taking aligned action, worthiness, and visualizing our life force energy. Jess, I'm super excited that you're here today. Thank you, Cindy. I'm really excited to be here. And yeah, just listening to you speak, I have goosebumps, Um, you know, just hearing someone else say what I do. You know, I feel so grateful for the work that I do. And I'm so honored to be able to have this heart-centered conversation with you today. When I reached out to you about coming on the podcast, I just knew that we were aligned because, you know, the podcast is for women who are on a spiritual journey. And so I love that you're, you know, you work with gentle, sensitive, you know, spiritual women. So I'm really excited for today. And I start off the conversation with this question, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Mm. I just love those words, exploring the seasons of life. Um, It's something that I really move through within my personal life and within my business. It's a really a guiding force for how I show up to my life. And if I can explain that a little bit more, a key piece is around my inner seasons as a woman being a cyclical being and really tuning into our inner seasons and um, really honoring where I'm at in my um, menstrual cycle um, seasons, if I can say it like that. And then what also comes to mind um, as I think about the seasons of life, I kind of look back on my journey and just connecting to the different seasons that have occurred since I started walking this more spiritual path. There was you know, in the beginning, when I, I chose to walk a more spiritual path, I um, I left a, co- a career behind, and there was a there was a big there was a lot of grief at that time, letting go of some things, shedding, and so that was a big season of grief and going inwards with myself and understanding myself on a deeper level. It was the first time that I tuned inwards, and so that season was really 
connecting back to myself and being more inwards. I took a journey to India for six months and I was on a solo trip and I, I met some people along the way, but it was really about me and learning to love myself. And so that was, you know, the beginning seasons. And, and as I look back and, you know, to this present moment, you know, then there's been seasons where I'm more outward. This is a season for me where I'm more outwardly connecting with people and building relationships and so just honoring the seasons of our spiritual journey and and all of it in between because those moments where there might feel where it might feel like there's contraction there's this going inwards can feel quite uncomfortable can feel like there might be something wrong with us the world tells us we need to be more outward and so I've just been, you know, learning how to honor each season and that each season really has a part to play and is really there for us. And so I often say to my clients, you know, this discomfort, this going inwards, this there, there's resistance to that going inwards, turning inwards. This is really there for us. We might not see the end picture. Um right now but it's really there for you <laughs> so yeah that's that's what comes to me in my heart as as you ask me that question and I love everything you just said Jess about you know sometimes going inward can be discomfort but it really is a season for us so even in that discomfort it's a season for growing yeah, that's so, it's so interesting, you know, going inwards and being more still. And it's really quite counterintuitive to what we, what we learn or what society tells us. And so there, there is, especially for women, so much resistance to it. And we, we often think, oh, there must be something wrong with me. I cannot, you know, I'm not out there doing. And, but in fact, there is so much growth in that in that quiet time, in that stillness, in the going inwards. And, you know, really just following nature in a way. You know, in autumn, there's this inward turning of, of really nurturing and nourishing ourselves um, in quiet, in stillness. In, yeah, it's really a nourishment for our spirit, for our soul. Jess, you just mentioned... Um you know, we're told that we always need to be doing. And I really struggle with that a lot. You know, that beingness versus doing and make sure I'm always doing. And I'm really trying to get centered and really have a balance between between that beingness and doing. And that that's one of the things I really wanted us to, to talk about today is what do you wish women really understood about beingness versus doing. You know, I intellectually know doing is what we do. You know, it's all those actions that we take and beingness is being who we are. How do you see those beingness versus doing? I love this conversation because this is something that I have gone so deep with in the last about a year, I um, was working with my own coach for six months last year, and this was a key piece in in where I am at, in 
and learning how to be more. And so I almost use my body because my work's very much body-based, coming back to our body. So feeling, you know, it's an energetic feeling of how does it feel to be? So, so as you were saying, you know, you can understand it intellectually of what, what doing and being is, but can we bring it back into our bodies? Can we... Um, can we really connect to the feeling of being? And I think what's so key in this is our regulation of our nervous systems, as, as I can understand it, as I have felt in my body and on my journey has been this piece around regulating my nervous system. Because when we're in a dysregulated nervous system, we in fact cannot understand what being is. And I, the woman that I work with, and myself in my personal journey, you know, my, my nervous system has been so dysregulated that I, you know, to rest or to lie on the couch and just be was impossible. And it's been such a journey with myself to allow my body to relax. So it's a nervous system thing where we can really allow our nervous systems to settle and to be. So I like to bring that piece in because I think it's key in energetically feeling what it feels like to to be rather than to do. And so, you know, as you said, doing is this outward motion. I, I see it as being very outwardly based. And um, we're out there, we're producing, we're pushing harder, we're forcing. There's this energy of lack within that, in that inner in the energetics of, of doing, um, as I perceive it, um, because we need to do more to be enough, to be worthy. And within the energetics of being, there is enough, there is abundance. So if there is abundance, I can deeply rest, I can, I can be. And I think, again, Again, on a, on a mental level, that can be, you know, easy to conceptualize, but how to feel that in the body. And again, it comes back to regulating our nervous systems. So, and I, and I say that often to, to my clients, you, you know, what regulates my nervous system might be very different to what regulates your nervous system. And I also think in the spiritual world, there can be a lot of, oh, you need to meditate, you need to do yoga, there's this whole list of to-dos, and working with women with perfectionism, I can see that it becomes another thing to do, and it's not a regulating practice, because we're just in that fight, you know, fight-flight um, part of our nervous systems, and so it's connecting, really deeply connecting to what, what does nourish us, and what does allow us to feel relaxed it doesn't have to be such a difficult thing to understand or you know we don't have to go and learn something new but in fact you know what did we do as kids that regulated that regulated our nervous systems for me like swimming in the ocean water is so regulating for my nervous system and I can just feel my whole body settle and in that place of settling I feel that expansion into beingness. Yeah, that's, 
that's my take on on being versus doing and maybe you know as you as you chat there's some some more that wants to come through but yeah so I have another little piece that I want to share something more around this piece around being and doing I think you know I want to make it clear that being's not just being fully in our kind of feminine yin energy where we just like kind of flow and you know don't get anything done on the external world but it's really the energetic intention that we're moving into our life with there is this intention of feeling grounded feeling settled in my beingness in my body feeling settled there before I head out to to do to take the aligned actions that I that I, that feel good to me right so there's not this forcing and pushing and perpetual doing just out of an, an, an unconscious space, but there's this real intentional grounding, settling within myself. I feel really grounded in, in who I am and, and what feels good and what feels aligned with my heart before I head out to, to take my actions to make things happen um, because of course we we need to take action you know it's not going to happen without us taking action but from a from a place of beingness there is this element of taking aligned action connection to to who i truly am and what feels good for me like what really says yes in my gut there's like this gut yes of this is what I want and this is how I'm going to do it um so it's more of a it's not a reaction to our lives it's this pausing and slowing down and 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 being I I just I just love I I speak of the word being I just love that word because it feels so expansive for me um and so I can really feel it in my body and I'm I'm not sure if I'm you know getting the point over to 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 what what it is that i i experience when i speak about being but yeah it's really a feeling yeah. in the body yeah no you're you're making absolute perfect sense mm. i love it and i think what you just said is a perfect um segue into aligned action and what are some of the benefits of taking aligned action? And can you just explain what you mean when you talk about aligned action? I'll just share a little story. Um, in my past life, I like to say, I um, studied food science and I did a master's in wine biotechnology and I worked as a winemaker for many years. And I believed... <laughs> It was very much, in hindsight, very much an ego-based decision. Um, it was very much a mental decision of that's what I wanted to do and I wanted to be the best woman winemaker in South Africa. And I was really driven in that. A couple of years later, when I chose to walk a spiritual path, I couldn't quite understand why I was walking away from this, this career that I had chosen, you know. But in hindsight, I can really see the difference between the ego-based decision of wanting to be the best woman winemaker and prove myself to walking a path that felt more aligned to my heart. And 
how I got to that point was to understand myself on a very deep level. And so that was, you know, that point of my, the season of my, my journey where I really went inwards and connected to, to myself, connected to my emotions for the first time. I started, um, my journey really started on the yoga mat and it was the first time where I could really feel my heart and allow myself to feel my emotions and to, to connect to this sensitive being that I am that I'd never really connected with. I, I had, you know, pushed her away and for a whole bunch of reasons, I guess, but you know, and so I slowly, slowly started understanding what taking aligned action was, you know, moving through my life from this place of alignment, of true alignment to what my soul was calling for, what my heart was really calling for. And so I think a key piece in taking aligned action is to understand ourselves on a very deep level, you know, what what makes me tick? What what brings me joy? That was a key piece for me around understanding myself. Like, what do I really enjoy? Who am I without the identity of being a winemaker or a, you know, whatever it may be? But who am I underneath all of that? And what expands my heart? So, yeah, it, it comes back to connecting with our with our hearts. And for me, that's really understanding our emotions. So coming into relationship with our emotions and allowing, allowing all, you know, the whole spectrum of emotion to come through. I walked a long journey with grief and sadness and it has been my biggest gift to have walked with grief so deeply and to allow myself to have felt it on such a deep level because it was in those moments where I really truly got to know myself and my heart and um, yeah so just bringing that back to aligned action is really getting to know ourselves and getting to know our emotional time to get getting to know our emotional space our inner our inner workings really um yeah, and, and we're not taught that, you know, as children at school, we're not taught that. We're taught to look externally, like, what job am I going to do out there? You know, what's going to bring me money? We're not asked to turn inwards and ask, what actually brings me joy? What lights me up? You know, why was I brought to this earth? I believe there's, there's a meaning in that, you know, I, and I found that, and, I, and so... Yeah, coming to understand myself on a deep level has allowed me to take aligned actions that feel so nourishing for my spirit. And yes, it, it might not bring the thousands of dollars into my bank account, but what really matters is that I'm happy and I'm walking through my life feeling joy and I'm enjoying my day, right? Because we don't know if tomorrow is guaranteed. And I think that for me was um, key when I realized that and I think this whole my whole spiritual journey started from that point my mom had a brain aneurysm when I was about 26 and that's where this, this that was really the catalyst for me to realize wow you know tomorrow's not guaranteed and so I started really looking deeper um, 
yeah, so that was a whole long story around taking aligned action, but really coming back to our hearts. And um, that might sound quite cliche and, you know, how do I do that? But it's taking the time and stillness to be with ourselves. And to be in solitude is a, I believe, is a key piece in, in understanding ourselves. And I, and I know that a lot of women fear that. A lot of humans fear to be alone. But that for me was key in understanding my own heart. Jess, all those questions that you said it is you need to ask yourself, I'm going to put those in the show notes because I think those are so key for somebody to start really going inward and, and asking themselves exactly what you said. What lights me up? What brings me joy? And so I will definitely put those in because they are those were that was beautiful and I was going to ask you because your story of when you got started walking your spiritual path that was so it touched my heart so much so when you started that was it when did your mother pass away no my mom's actually alive still and she's such a okay she's a miracle but um yeah I was 26 I you know, things were just running smoothly. Our life felt, it felt amazing. Our family was in such a great space and you never realize, you know, you never think that something like that will just kind of happen out of the blue, right? So brain aneurysm, um, so, so a blood vessel in her brain burst and she didn't have any signs really before that we knew of. In hindsight, she said that she had some headaches, but, you know, she was fit. But I think a key piece, what I've understood for my own journey is just looking back on my mom's story and how busy she was as a woman. And it's just beautiful to weave it into her story because she was such a doer. She was such a go-getter everyone in our community and our school community always said you know your mom was just she was always doing she was always the one making things happen and she was just really the pillar of our family and so when that happened like in our family like just things for me it felt like everything was falling apart and the structure that I knew was no longer there and it was a deeply painful journey for, for me but she is still alive and she is well and um, a real miracle yeah oh that's that that's wonderful to hear well, we've talked about aligned action and beingness versus doing and there's just a couple of other things I really wanted to talk about and that was you shared an Instagram post and about being seen and speaking your voice. And I just was hoping that you could talk about that a little bit in terms of perfectionism and overthinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> that made and, me laugh and, because <laughs> I did not realize how much of a perfectionism, perfectionist I really am. And um, I really didn't realize that about myself until I started, you know, walking this entrepreneurial journey and, and seeing how I can get in my own way 
a lot of the time and not taking action because I feel like it's not good enough. Yeah, being seen has been a big piece in in my journey and I see it a lot with the women I work with as well that being seen and speaking our voice is quite key in this journey of taking back our power. Um, I know for myself, as a child, I didn't feel seen and I didn't feel heard. I was quite radical in the way that I see my life and I still am. I have very kind of out there ideas of how I want to live my life and it works for me. But as a child, I, it was often not met with much openness and um, presence. You know, you know, as children and in our generation, I think it's the adult knows and you just listen and follow. And so that's been a journey for me in, in learning to speak my voice, in speaking my truth and that my truth is my truth and I can honor that. So learning how to honor that. And as you speak about Instagram, Instagram has been such a, an action, a beautiful platform for me to start speaking my voice and showing up for myself and showing up for my heart and what I feel so passionate about. Yes, the piece around perfectionism has um, definitely got in my way. And I think, you know, perfectionism is a way for us to, it's a way to keep us safe to not be hurt again, to not be told, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, that is just not important. Why are you talking about that? So, you know, perfectionism keeps us safe. We don't take the actions because it's safer not to take the actions because we're putting ourselves out there. It's a vulnerable space. Um, when we start speaking about our hearts, when we start speaking about our truth, and it's so interesting as I step more and more into this, you know, there's more and more people who are going to have something to say about <laughs> your journey and what you're doing with your life. And it's just what comes with really taking back your power. And um, I think perfectionism is just something that tries to keep us safe. And, um, you know, that the, the awareness piece again around, okay, I can see this is me trying to be perfect. I'm trying to get this Instagram post to look perfect. And I'm, it's not necessary. Can I take the messy action to move towards that which I, I desire? Can I show up and just speak my voice on an Instagram live or on a podcast and not have prepared anything and just speak from my heart because I'm learning that I am enough that I am enough just as I am, you know, so I think that's just a key piece in, in, in it all, particularly for us women. We feel like we need to have it all sorted out. We need to, we might not be ready. Um, you know, I, I need to do more education before I can do that. And so, yeah, it's learning that I am enough. And that what I have to share right now is enough. And that someone listening, you know, this might change someone's life. Jess, I, you know, everything you just said, I really needed to hear. And that's why when I did my introduction, I, I, I said, you know, this is things that I have been thinking about for my own self. Because speaking of Instagram, mm -hmm. 
to do a, a live just absolutely terrifies me. And it's and it is that showing up piece and being vulnerable and, and not having, you know, all the preparation done and what am I going to look like? And that's something that I'm really trying to work through. And I hope that whoever is listening to us, excuse me, as we're, as we're talking, that they hear your words. They are enough just as they are to show up wherever it may be. If it's Instagram or Facebook or somewhere on stage, they are enough as they are. Thank you for sharing that, Cindy. And I think, you know, as you're saying that, I want to just share with you, you know, can you, and this is for anyone listening, can you meet that fear and take the action anyway? You know, just show up very gently with yourself on day one and show up, do a live, feel what it feels like. And then day two, we, you know, we show up again and we just keep showing up. And I feel like, at least for me, the more I do it, it, it's a practice. So we become more comfortable in it. And I just want to share that today, even coming onto this podcast, for me, I, I noticed the resistance. I was not feeling fully aligned. I, I felt very triggered by my partner this morning. And I almost sent you an email to say, oh no, you know, can we reschedule because I'm not feeling. And I, and I had to talk myself I had to talk to myself and say, Jess, that is sub- that's you sabotaging. That's you not wanting to show up because you feel you're not ready. There's this unknown of what this is going to, you know, how this is going to unfold. And maybe a lack of trust of how this is going to unfold and that piece around being perfect. And I, I, I was busy writing an email to you. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get centered, connect back to my heart and show up messy myself and share my voice, share my truth because it's enough. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, and I really appreciate you sharing that as well because that is another piece that maybe somebody's going to hear is that we we do get triggered, but it's coming back home to ourselves and getting centered and as you said, taking that messy action. Well, it hasn't been messy at all. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it too. One of the things, and this is my, we're getting towards the end, but this is something just that I've been thinking about, and I think I'm overthinking this. So maybe you can help me out. And that is, what is the difference and maybe there's no difference, but what is the difference between worthiness and feeling valued? And I don't know if I'm trying to make those two words mean something different or if they really and truly are the same thing. When I hear those two words, I feel like it is very different because worthiness for me is an innate worthiness that we carry we were born with, right? It's an inner, it's an inner knowing that I am worthy. And that's the practice of coming back to self, of coming back to, to me, to know that I'm worthy without the external. And when you ask about being valued, for me, that's 
kind of asking about the external. Am I being valued by such, so, 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 and so, you know? So for me, and I'm not sure if that's in, 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 in context, but, but, but when I hear that, that's, that's for me the, the difference. Um, the being valued is being valued from, from external sources, whereas worthiness is my innate, my innate worthiness. Jess, that's exactly how I was thinking about it as well. And the reason this came up is uh, um, something happened with someone else. And I was thinking to myself, I don't feel valued right now. And that's what I was thinking. Okay, this is external. This feeling valued is external. You know, I still feel worthy, but I wasn't feeling valued at that moment with that person. And so, yes, that's how I was thinking it. One, the worthy is inner, and that value, feeling valued was external. Maybe a, you didn't feel valued from somebody about a job that you were doing. So I just wanted to get somebody else's take on that. And I think that's so... Um, I, ha- I recently had a conversation with a woman about that as well. And I think... You know, as women, we feel like we need to prove our value to the external world. I mean, maybe that's a very, that's a generalization with all women, but I I see with the woman that I'm in, you know, that's in my community. And so, you know, can we come back to that worthiness piece that I am worthy? And so no matter how that person is reacting to us, it's coming back to self. Also, you know, can I, am I, am I valuing myself? Am I feeling worthy within myself? Yeah, that's just what's coming, coming up for me as you say that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for, yeah. for your thoughts on that. Because sometimes I think maybe I can um, put too much emphasis on words and what they actual, you know, mean. Do they mean the same thing? So I appreciate that. What would you thank your 18-year-old self for? Hmm. I want to say following my intuition. I, I led quite a different path. I traveled a lot in my 20s. I, when I finished my university degree, I followed my intuition and, and felt like it wasn't the right thing to do. I didn't want to go into food science. It was not aligned with my values, and I and I listened. Um, so yeah, following my intuition and and following my heart. Yeah, I love that question because when we look back, we do have so much to thank our eighteen-year-old self for. How can people work with you? What is your website and and in? Instagram and Facebook, how can people work with you? So, um, at the moment, my key offering is my one-to-one embodied essence mentorship. So I work in a deep, intimate container with women, and that's online. And so that's a three-month or a six-month program, so they have the option to choose. And we work, we have two um, coaching calls a month, and then we have a deeper dive together in WhatsApp or Voxer, 
throughout that program. So it's really diving deep together and I love to use the word co-creation because I feel like it is this co-creation energy of, of feeling like we are loved in this container where I'm really supporting you and working with you. I, um, you know, having had my own coach and um, really valuing that, really seeing the difference that it makes to have someone in your corner to, you know, see your vision, see your mission with you. It's not just me alone. And so I think, you know, as women, we can, we want to be so hyper independent, but it's, it's been such a journey for myself in, in, in learning how to ask, to know that I'm worthy of asking for help and not even help to do it together with other women because I feel like this is the healing for us women is to come together in community. Um, so that's my one-to-one -one mentorship and how you can find me is on my website. It's Jessica Louise Wellbeing with a hyphen between the well and the being.com and I'm also active on Instagram jessica.louise.wellbeing I will have all that in the show notes. And I just want to tell you again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I truly appreciate it. And I've loved our conversation. Thank you so much, Cindy. This has been really fun. And it's been, you know, such a, a lesson in taking the messy action and just showing up as I am. And so, yeah, just for everyone listening, just trust yourself and show up as you are and just take one step ahead of the next and yeah you'll move towards that which you really feel so passionate about moving towards your dreams <laughs> thank you thank you all right friends thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast i truly appreciate it i have partnered with doTERRA essential oils and just one of the many reasons I'm so excited is because it's in total alignment with the podcast and the topics that I am passionate about. Topics that encompass the human experience, self-care, stress management, resiliency, grief, and our emotional health. And I love, love their uncompromising commitment to purity and being a company with a conscience. I truly feel this is a beautiful fit with my mission to serve and support women in every season of their life, beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. I'm also doing this for my overall well-being and want to share my journey with you as I rediscover the benefits of essential oils. Contact me to get started on your journey. My email is cindy at cynthiamacmillan.com. Thank you.